0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad free over at plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Park Chan-wook films. I've been looking forward to going through the library, the filmography of Park Chan-wook. A film director, writer, producer from South Korea known for films like Joint Security Area, uh i'm a cyborg and i'm okay with it but that's okay thirst uh and of course the sympathy trilogy or the sympathy trilogy the vengeance trilogy uh with sympathy for mr vengeance old boy and lady vengeance which i just concluded reviewing the three films of that trilogy uh so if you want to check out my review of those three films go do that uh, but this is my top five where I'm going to rank his films. I watched all of his films uh, aside from his newest one, which is Decisions to Leave, which is coming out this year. I don't know if it's already been released, uh, but it's definitely not available in America at the moment. I am looking forward to that. I hope, I'm sure I will enjoy it. It seems like he keeps getting better with each new movie. But uh, we'll see. You never know. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite directors, absolutely. Uh, a guy who has no problem uh, delving into dark characters, dark subject matter, obviously, vengeance and revenge, conspiracy. Uh, he definitely knows how to recontextualize characters, will you, where as an audience member, you will have a particular opinion of a character at the beginning of the film. And through the events of the film, will have a drastically different view of that character later. Uh, definitely a lot of anti-heroes in his movie, a lot of people who are troubled and broken and dealing with trauma. And I appreciate all of that. So with that said, let's get into my top five Park Chan-wook films, starting off with number five. uh, This is a movie that I had seen once many, many years ago and really didn't remember it, but it's definitely one of the most unique films, one of the most different films from Park Park Chan-wook, a very surreal film, uh, but also a cute, like, offbeat love story which was like trendy for a while there's like that kind of hipstery offbeat love stories like juno or green uh was that um i forget the name there's a few of them (laughs) from that time and like the you know early 2000s uh time frame of a lot of like you know offbeat funny Love story, offbeat stories. Anyway, so coming in at number five is I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay. A very weird movie. A movie about mental illness, a movie about love, a movie that is very surreal, has a lot of comedic moments, Uh, But I absolutely enjoyed watching it. It takes place mainly in a psych ward where there's your main character. Let me read the synopsis on IMDb. A girl who thinks she's a combat cyborg checks into a mental hospital where she's encountered other uh, psychotics. Eventually, she falls for a man who thinks he can steal people's souls, Uh, which is a fun A fun description of this movie. Basically like her family has a history of mental illness. Her grandma thought she was a mouse and was like addicted to eating radishes and was sent to a mental hospital. And this girl was kind of damaged by that. She tried to chase after the ambulance to give her dentures back, was unable to do it. And while working at a radio factory, Uh, Was hearing instructions over the PA system on how to recharge herself, uh, which led to her electrifying herself, electrocuting herself. And then uh, that's what brought her to the mental institution. Uh, But I really loved it. You know, it took a while for it to kind of make sense and to see where the movie was going. Uh, But I did love the surreal imaginary It had like Michelle Gondry vibes, really. Um, and the character that he like steals their soul, he steals their abilities. So everybody in this mental institution had different like quirks and different things about them. And this guy would go around stealing their ability, acting like he could steal their abilities. Uh, but he uses that in an, in a way to make her cope and to make her Start eating. She's, like, doing this thing where food, she doesn't believe food actually is meant for her because she's a cyborg. And he he goes through this elaborate thing to try and get her to eat. And it's a really sweet love story with very offbeat and unique characters. And I I loved it. The charm of it is why it made my list. Uh, Over some movies that people may be surprised didn't make the list. But coming in at number five is I'm a Cyborg... But that's okay. <clears throat> Moving on to my number four favorite Park Chan Wook film. Uh, this is another film that I hadn't watched in a long time. Uh, it's another film that's not necessarily that different, but it is a different genre than most. It is a genre film from him. Uh, and it's a movie that also has a love story that's kind of unique. Uh, And also a movie that reminds me of a miniseries that I am currently watching and breaking down episode by episode. Uh, But that movie that I'm talking about coming in at number four is from 2009 Thirst. Uh, this is a priest who becomes infected with a virus that turns him into basically a vampire. Uh, so similarly to the Netflix miniseries Midnight Mass that blends the vampire mythology with Catholicism, this movie, I would say in a lot of ways was the pioneer of that type of idea. Maybe not the first time those two things have been bled together but uh it is about a priest who goes to africa seemingly to commit suicide uh because everybody that goes there gets this disease and ends up dying but he is one that actually survives and people thinks he's blessed people think he has these special abilities when he goes back to korea and gets <clears throat> you know gets uh, in touch with uh old friends and one of the people that lives with one of his old friends. Uh, there was always a little love connection there, and it's a uh, un, kind of an un, uh, like a very unique type of a love story, uh, where he's basically creating a monster, and it gets out of control in a lot of ways. Uh, but also, you know, trying to change someone. Uh, With unintended effects is probably that where this character who was treated like a dog like a family dog growing up and was kind of forced to marry the son which was the friend of this priest um, and she finally gets this opportunity to actually follow love and get out of that situation she thinks that this priest is going to allow that to happen uh let me read the synopsis here through a failed medical experiment a priest is stricken with a vampirism and is forced to abandon his aesthetic ways ascetic ways but yeah it's it's a great vampire movie i really enjoyed it and it turns into like a movie. It almost turns into like an Alfred Hitchcock movie, where two people, or just one of those types of movies, where two people conspire to kill, and things go wrong. There are surreal moments where they're they're, you know, seeing the victim of their of their murder plot showing back up and haunting them. Basically, uh, I, I really love this movie. Uh, from start to end, it was a lot of fun. Uh, really great. Even the, the murder type aspects of it, them plotting and conspiring to do the murders, uh, very similar in a lot of ways to the vengeance trilogy, where you kind of sympathize with them, but also feel bad because you know, they're bad people, you know, where they're like trying to do good. Like they cannot kind of justify, you know, how she's been treated horribly by this family, but also maybe they don't necessarily deserve, like when everything kind of starts falling apart, uh, is really actually great moments in this movie uh but yeah i i really loved it and it's it's one of the few vampire movies that i really enjoy I actually kind of enjoy it more than than uh midnight mass which is it's pretty good but i've got problems with that show uh but far less problems with this movie so coming in at number four is thirst from 2009 is take a little break from the Ray Taylor show to promote my live art streams. That's right. I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 420 Pacific time. Head on over to the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com/slash inspired disorder. That's right, every Thursday at 420. You can watch me paint the many faces. Every week I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits ink on paper and you can watch that happen you can hang out with me while i listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out say hi let's hang out let's have some fun and let's paint some faces now let's get back to the show moving on to my third favorite park chan wook film This is a movie that I watched, I believe, for the first time recently. This is a movie that is part of the Vengeance Trilogy, which is a trilogy of film that examines the ideas and emotions behind vengeance and revenge. Uh, And this movie was the first in that, that trilogy of films. Coming in at number three, made in 2002, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Uh, this is a movie that has similar themes that run through, obviously, the different uh, different s- Vengeance trilogy films. Uh, the idea of good kidnapping and bad kidnapping is kind of originated in this film. Uh, where people are trying to do good things, this deaf kid is trying to get money so he can afford to get his sister a kidney transplant. She has bad kidneys she's writhing in pain constantly having to do dialysis but the medical system in south korea and financial s- situations in south korea are very similar to those in america where they are broken and people can fall th- through the cracks and not get the help they need and he's trying to go through nefarious means to make these things uh happen and and Hatches a plot with his girlfriend to to make things happen without hurting anybody. Uh, But everything quickly falls apart and everybody gets uh, damaged in this movie. And uh, it's a great movie. A lot of twists and turns. A lot of characters that are just horrible people that, again, you get sympathy for. You have sympathy for. Uh, just trying to do good things with bad things happening, everything falling apart. And some also some darkly comedic moments, which are sprinkled throughout, I think, a lot of Park Chan-wook's films. There's a lot of dark com- comedic aspects to his films that I, I really enjoy. Uh, but yeah, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, an amazing film, well-written, well-performed, great, interesting, unique characters. Uh, absolutely loved it, but it only made number three. There are two movies that that top this one. Uh, but coming in at number three, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Moving on to my second favorite Park Chan-wook film. This movie could have easily, my number one and number two, could have swapped. Could easily have swapped. The way the, this movie makes me feel at the end doesn't make me feel good whereas the movie that's on number one at least makes me feel good and that's why i put that one at number one but coming in at number two is equally as epic uh is a movie that i wish was more widely available uh but i've heard it's it's going to be re-released and has new distribution so i'm i'm happy with that but coming in at number two is old boy from 2003 after being kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years, oday Sue is released only to find that he must find his captor in five days. Uh, it is a great movie, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of despicable, horrible, disgusting people. Uh, there is a part of this movie where you think you know what disgusting monsters are until you understand what the master plan of everything was and to see how truly monstrous how how truly monstrous people can be and how truly disgusting people can be uh, and to hatch this horrible evil plan Uh, and it's a movie that's absolutely amazing I am interested to see the remake only to see how much they cut out i can't imagine how much of this they even leave in but you know you get lives epically destroyed from a rumor and how that just like it's just how something so simple telling one person one thing which wasn't necessarily even a rumor Just divulging one piece of information to one person can completely destroy so many people's lives, especially if somebody's wealthy and wants revenge. Uh, But this movie is dark. It's intense. There is very incestual in many ways. Uh, A lot of murder, a lot of kidnapping. uh, Again, torture, uh, conspiracies, conspiring. It's got the great hallway, like, action scene where it's all from one perspective sliding left to right a messy fight that turns into far more choreographed where he's just picking people apart it's a great fight scene very very epic fight scene uh and the the photo album that when the photo album shows up is uh one of the most powerful and traumatic things uh to ever be unveiled in a movie And the events that happen in that that final scene are just are just crazy. And it's a it's an epic movie, a crazy movie, a one of a kind film, a film that really makes you wrestle with how disgusting people can be and and really challenges the audience to try and sympathize with disgusting people. Because they they do disgusting things unknowingly and it's it's sad and it's powerful and it's great in, in s- some of the worst ways but uh coming in at number two is old boy let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces that's right i am also an artist i do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces a new face a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want eight by 10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to inspireddisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspireddisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my number one, my favorite Park Chan Wook film of all time. Uh, this is a movie. Watched it again for I don't know how many times I've watched it. It's a beautiful movie. It's a sexy movie. It's a well written movie. It's a great movie, uh, and it's a movie that made me feel good at the end of it. I was. It has an ending that is I believe to be happy, where love conquers all which is something so rare especially in a park chan wook film uh but it's a great movie that is so well told and the structure is great every aspect of it is great i think it's a masterpiece that's why i'm so excited to see what he comes with next but coming in at number one is the handmaiden from 2016 a woman is hired as a handmaiden to a japanese heiress but secretly, she is involved in a plot to defu- defraud her. Uh, it is a movie where it almost has like a Rashomon type of uh, storytelling, where you're you're getting the story from different perspectives, and each perspective gives you a completely different. Like it, it really recontextualizes all of the characters within it. Uh, it's about like this this poor. Family in Korea who are like a family of criminals and one of them is like hired to be this handmaiden to this wealthy woman uh, who's inherited a bunch of money who's living with her uncle as he's like her caretaker or whatever but his uncle is a disgusting person but the idea is to convince her to marry this guy and then in that they're going to get all of her money. And there's a twist that happens halfway through where you realize, holy shit, she's the one that's been duped, right? Like everything changes. And then we're told the story, we're given the story of this heiress, and we're seeing her story up and through the events from her perspective on how everything was actually different, how everything that happened was perceived and it it was actually is reframed in a completely different way. And even as that story goes, there's another twist where you're seeing the events of that first story even in a different light. It is a movie that changes your perspective on things multiple times, which I absolutely love. It's so well written, very sexy film. There's a lot of very sexy woman-on-woman sex scenes, which I appreciate. Uh, The fact that like when you find out what this this heiress is actually what her purpose is after everything changes in the second half of the film where you see what her uncle has trained her to do since being a young child, which is another aspect of Park Chan-wook where it's like that the sexual perversion that is so (laughs) like one of the main ingredients of Park Chan-wook, just like how disgusting humans can be. But also, like, how powerful somebody can be when they're willing to break out of those things. Uh, Like, there's a great scene where she's just destroying all these books and scrolls and things. And it's such a great moment. Uh, But, yeah, a movie that I absolutely love. I love watching it. I get a little bit new out of it every time I watch it. Uh, and even like I forget all of the, the nuances, the details of the movie. So when I go back and rewatch it, like it's like, oh, every time I'm blown away, it's like, oh, this is so good. Oh, this is so good. Whereas Old Boy, the reason why I put Old Boy at number two is like, oh, it makes me feel so bad. It, it's just like icky to watch. Like it makes you feel disgusting watching Old Boy kind of in a good way, but it makes you feel disgusting. And then Handmaiden, You know, it's just, it's like mind, it's just like, oh, it's just such good writing, such good writing, such good storytelling to like really like make you think one, something's this way and then completely changing. And then even when it changes, there's aspects of the story that you've seen, like there's a rope hanging from a tree early on that when the characters pass it, they don't even acknowledge this rope, this noose that's hanging from a tree where somebody else had died, and it's like, why? It, you you ask, like, why don't e- they don't even react while they're running by this rope? And later on, you see why. You see why. You see why the rope is there. You see why they're not even bothered by it. It is amazing. I absolutely love this movie, and it makes me really happy to see what Park Chan Wook does next, because it really felt like. You know, he started off doing joint security area, which I really love. That's a movie that really comes together at the end where it's like it's this investigation of this a thing that happened. Didn't make my list, but it's this investigation that happened on the, the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. And they're trying to find out what caused this incident. And, you know, through the investigation, you're kind of given little bits and pieces and things just aren't fitting together. And then the movie switches and it goes from the perspective of what actually happened and how completely different, like how completely different what your initial thoughts of what happened were and showing just how difficult life is, how difficult friendship can be in, in certain situations. And, uh, it, it's a good movie. It's well-written. It has that kind of flair to it where it, like, really gets you halfway through where you see it's like, oh, shit. Like, so many Park Chan-wook movies that have, like, that oh, shit moment. But I think, like, even through, I think Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance has, uh, you know, just well-written, good storytelling, really him delving into disgusting areas. Then he kind of really hits the pinnacle with that with that kind of examination of just depravity with old boy, well-written, just kind of really makes you feel disgusting. And then with Lady Vengeance, which didn't make my list, the first half really feels like a Wes Anderson film, has a lot of comedic moments. You really see him really branching out, trying new things, really trying to break out of just the shell of, 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 like, just negativity and disgusting characters and even with i'm a cyborg it's like really fun in a lot of ways despite being dark thirst being a genre film um i didn't include the american movie that he directed because he didn't write it i believe all of these films i was only ranking the ones that he wrote and directed uh because i i couldn't even watch it i the the, it's a movie with nicole kidman uh didn't watch it I started to and I was like this is not I don't I don't want to see this. It's not going to make my leg. I or figured early it's not going to make my list. Uh, so I didn't watch it. But and then with Handmade it like it's like him understanding everything he knows how to do as a director, as a storyteller. He knows how to dive into like all of the different aspects of like like taboo in humans. And doing it in a way with his ability to tell a story in such a way that's absolutely beautiful. I absolutely love Handmaiden. I think it's a gorgeous movie and uh, just a a great love story and a great, great like movie with twists in it, uh, multiple twists. Uh, So I'm super excited to see what he does next with his final with his recent film. Uh, and looking forward to watching that and reviewing it, which I'll do soon. Uh, but yeah, so Lady Vengeance didn't make the list. Joint Security Area didn't make the list, but uh, you know they're both great films. They just didn't—they just didn't get me like these. This list did. So let's go over that list one more time. This is my top five Park Chan Wook films. Starting off with number five, I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay. Coming in at number four is Thirst. Number three is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Number two is Old Boy, And my number one favorite Park Chan-wook film is The Handmaiden. Let me know how you would rank the Park Chan-wook films. What's your favorite? Which, which ones that I, maybe I should watch? I also didn't watch the, uh, the uh, parts, the ones that were anthology films, uh, like the, the Three Extremes. Didn't watch that. There was another one that another anthology film where he directed just a part of the film. I didn't do those because they weren't the full films, but I will talk about those at some point uh, as a review. I'm also going to do a top five of the three extremes. There's a part one and a part two of the three extremes, so I'm going to do rank the uh, short films in those in those series. So uh, maybe one of maybe the one he directed will show up on that list as well. Uh, but I didn't include those. But let me know in the comments. Hit me up on social media. Let me know what you think about Park Chan-wook and his movies. I would love to hear it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace Oh.